And now, enjoy this free Jason Modcast show. Hey there, this is Ralph Garman, and you are listening to the World of Myth Bits. You made an excellent choice. The World of Myth Bits. Welcome to the World of Myth Bits podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Barty, and that is my noisy cat in the background saying hello. Of course, you know, nobody's making any noise until I hit record. Then my dog starts barking, my cat starts meowing, friends start messaging, you know, with really funny shit. Just saying. Anyway, so... Episode 22. Can you believe that? 22. And you probably noticed there's been a few changes in the picture, the banner on the World of Mythbits page, and our profile pic. And if you go to the uh, jzohub.com, you'll see that it's just my picture now, there now. Um, yeah, the powers that be have decided that. Uh, I seem to be doing okay on my own, that I can probably do this without a co-host, so sorry guys, you are stuck with me. <laughs> but anyway, I assume that's alright, because people keep showing up, people keep listening, and I get some wonderful messages from people online on my Stephanie Barty account um, asking about things that I have said in the podcast or things that I've talked about and move cat and eat stretch my leg. And, uh, like last week, if you tuned in, you heard me talk about the horrific and horrendous ordeal that was the shooting into my daughter-in-law's apartment. And I had a very concerned friend as she was listening to the podcast message me and just checking in to see if I was okay. And that was kind of sweet because I wasn't okay. I'm still not quite okay. And part of me feels guilty for not being okay because it didn't happen to me. It happened to my daughter-in-law. And she's okay. And it happened to my son. And he's okay. Um, I'm not okay with it. I'm still not okay with it. But I'm getting there. I guess because I have such an overactive imagination, as my grandmother would say, I go to those places as I go to the what could have happened, what might have happened, what it would have looked like, what my son would have, how he would have reacted, how my grandson would have reacted, what would have happened to my grandson. All of that. I go into all of that because I create worlds. I'd like to say for a living. I'm working on that. <laughs> My career is to create worlds and create lives and create stories. It's not actually cutting it as a living yet. I still have to work my day job, but, you know, I love my day job. So, But I, I create all that in my mind. So when something happens, my mind goes there. I can't control it. I can't stop it. When it starts, I go, all right, you know what? Don't do that. And I go and do something and distract myself. But thank you to my friend, my sweet friend, Lally. I love her and her concern for me. 
That, that really touched me and that meant a lot to me. Okay, so enough of this drama down stuff. I want to talk about the magazine. Now you can check the magazine out at www.theworldofmyth.com and it is an incredible issue this month. I just, I could not believe the amount of submissions I was receiving. Um, some have been, had to been put over to March's issue and, um, yeah, it was just, it was amazing. And we've already got submissions coming in for March. Thank you very much. Get those submissions in. I appreciate it. And the earlier you get them in, the better, because it's a lot of reading for me to do and a lot of editing for me to do. Um, I really appreciate the writers that edit their stuff and there's nothing, if very little, that I have to do to it. Um, remember, 12-point font, Times New Roman, underline your italics. And I'm going to keep saying that. <laughs> You're going to get sick of hearing it. Anyway, so yeah, I'm just going to tell you basically what's in the magazine this month because there is so much in the magazine this month that I only have so much time. So we start off our fantasy section with Rirana's Dreams, part one. So you got to come back in March for part two. I've read the entire thing. Holy crap, you're going to want to come back for part two by Molly E. Hamilton. And then, yay, we got a part two to Feeding the Queen of the Underworld by Copper Rose. Still haven't answered all those questions, girlfriend. I want a part three. Just saying. <laughs> and then we have a newcomer, R.J. Judges, and his story of cherished moons and buttered bread. And that's an incredible story. You really have to go and read that. And then we have another newcomer, Michael A. Arnold, with the book, which is, it kind of takes you by surprise as you're reading it, um, because you're reading along and you're not expecting what pops up. And then you kind of go, oh, okay. But it's it's so seamlessly put into the story that you kind of, well, wait a minute. All right. And then moving right along, we have... The Rim of the Sky by Bruce Rowe. And this is fantasy at its core. It is a really beautiful story. Um, you really need to read that one. And then Marine Ahmed has given us another incredible story since the last soiree. And it's... When I read it, it was kind of life lessons and choices and standing by your choices. So check that one out. And if I butcher your name, I am so sorry. Um, send me an email, send me a Facebook message and let me know the correct pronunciation of your name because I... I can only pronounce it as I read it, and I know um, a lot of names are, the emphasis is on a different portion of the name, so I apologize, I really, really do, if I do not pronounce your name correctly, just 
let me know and I will endeavor to do it correctly in the future. And then you have rounding off the fantasy section, my next installment in what was supposed to be a three-part short story, <laughs> Lessons Learned. And in this one, you learn a little bit about why Celeste is the way she is. So then in the horror section, we have not one, not two, but three horror stories. Steve Carr gives us a bone chilling. That's the only word I can use. Bone chilling um, story entitled Thirst. And I do not recommend reading this one with the lights off. And then you have Tom Fowler and the statue of Rebecca Lane. And when I first read the title, I thought, okay, Rebecca Lane. The street read the story. Once you've read the story, the title of the story takes on a whole new meaning. And it's it's really good. It'll make you think twice when you're house shopping. That's all I got to say. And then we have part two, and I do believe, if I remember correctly, the final part of Satanicus by Matt Wall. And yeah, that again, that's another story that you're going to be reading it and you're going to get to the end of it and go, holy hell, that is not what you were expecting. And it, it takes you by, whoa, okay, yeah, good one. And then we head off into action suspense and thriller. And we have part two of Land of the Pharaohs by Mark Kodama. And part three will be coming out in March. I'm terribly sorry. Yes, I do read all the comments on the stories, on all the stories, by the way. And I'm terribly sorry you have to wait a month. There isn't any way humanly possible for me to be able to do this bi-weekly. Sorry. I can't. I would love to, but I can't. I hate waiting month after month to see what people are writing. So I'm right there with you. And then we have... Through the Eyes of Madness, Part 15, by David K. Montoya. And this really throws a lot of um, twists into the plot that he's been building for this story. There are things that come out in this story that I certainly wasn't expecting. I certainly didn't see coming. But when you read this, and then you go back and check up to part like one to 14 and you go, Oh, Oh, I'm, Oh, and you start seeing the little breadcrumbs that he's laid out for you. Okay. So let's cross into science fiction. We have part two, and I do believe this is the final part of the mystery of the black nail by Walter G. Esselman. And again, incredible writer, incredible story. I really enjoyed this. Um, I tell most of these writers, when you're reading their stories, when I'm reading the stories and I either get to the end or I get to the twist and I, holy, I did not see that coming. Holy hell. <laughs> I am thoroughly impressed. I like, my mind is blown at the quality of writing that we have in our magazine. So well done, Walter. Now we cross over to humor and normally we have one story in our humor section. This month, we were blessed with three. We have newcomer, I do believe he's newcomer, Bill Diamond with Curse of the Red Jewels. 
the title makes me laugh because I've read the story, so I know. <laughs> and then we have one. Okay. I don't like to choose favorites. I really don't. But I do have to say that through the nose that's hairy has to be one of, one of, one of my favorites this month by Alan Russo. Because he does such an incredible job at a parody of another ongoing story. And if you're following the other ongoing story, you will get the humor that is behind Through the Nose That's Hairy. And then we have (laughs) Vampiric Sheep. Yes, Vampiric Sheep. That is not the title of the story. The title of the story is Wool of Time by Melissa Small. But you, I'm just warning you now, when you read this one, watch out for the vampire sheep. Because <laughs> there are. And that is our story section. And then we jump over to poems. Holy moly, everybody was feeling poetic this month. Sorry, I'm stalling because I'm waiting for my page to load. I'm in Canada. I have cheap, crappy internet. And even when I'm the only one home, I am also working on a very old Toshiba protege laptop. So you have to bear with me. I'm babbling. It's because I'm stalling because I'm waiting for a page to load. Okay. Poetry section. In our poetry section, we have 10, I do believe, yes, 10 poems. We start out with Thorn, part one, by Suzanne Thomas, and part two and part three will be coming out in March and April. So this is a three-part poem, which I think we've only done with one other person before, and that is Mark Kodama. I think it's really neat when you get a poem that gets broken up over months, because it's kind of like a a story in poetic verse, at least to me anyway. And... You really need to, you read the first part of the poem, in this case, Thorn, and you form your own thoughts and ideas of what part two is going to be like. And then you get to come back next month and see if you were right. And then we have Raymond's Choice by Melissa Ridley Elms. And this is definitely a cautionary tale. Definitely a cautionary tale. Curiosity kills the cat and satisfaction doesn't always bring him back, let me tell you. And then we have newcomer Christopher Bice and his poem, New Beginnings. Wonderful poem. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Well done, Christopher. And I'm glad that you decided to submit to us. He also has one coming out next month and one coming out in April. And then we have another newcomer, Patricia McNally, and her poem, Imagine She is a Butterfly. And I know Patricia, um, haven't seen her in, oh dear Lord, 10 plus years, I'm going to say, but I know the emotion that went into this poem. So well done, Patricia. And then we have the ever ominous always joyful Kevin Magnus and his poem you know it to be true way of the Sith 
<laughs> there is a thoroughly enjoyable poem. Um, it actually hurt my heart reading it. The same with Lally Napier's uh, submission this month and how it feels. Seeing as this is February's edition, it was it was kind of love themed. Um, there's a lot of broken hearts out there. Let me tell you. And then we have the first part of the Prince of Mexico by Mark Kadama, and it is one of his epic poems. And it, uh, I really enjoyed it. Thoroughly enjoyed it. And then we have Journey by Kevin Adams. And we don't often get... Oh, maybe we do. I don't know. My brain just went into a test pattern. Anyway, this is an emotional poem from Kevin, and it's beautiful. And then we have another amazing poem by Randolph R. Lofgren called To Love. And it's another example of his incredible ability at wordplay. And then rounding out our poetry section, number 10, we do have a second submission by Kevin Magnus, just because we love him so much. And it's called 70 Later, a celebrational poem of the 70th 70th creation of Kevin Magnus. And seeing as this is our this was our 70th issue, and this is his 70th poem. He's been around since the very beginning, folks. He knows all. Or does he? Speaking of knowing all, I've probably noticed there's this new banner across the top of, well, just under the links for each page. And it says, the World of Myth exclusive podcast, Mythmaster Unleashed. Oh my, what do ever do we do? Somebody has taken the collar off of the Mythmaster and just let him roam free. You pop over to the interview page, you will see what I'm talking about. There is a written interview with Molly E. Hamilton. It's very tame. It's very mellow. It's very un-Mythmaster. And at the bottom of the page, you see this little thing that says, click here to continue the interview with Mythmaster Unleashed podcast. And let me tell you, you want to click the big red here? Click the word here, because the podcast is incredible. There's actually two for this month. He He interviews not only Molly, but he also interviews um, David K. Montoya. And everything that you have loved about the Mythmaster, his ability to ask those uncomfortable, hard questions, he does that in his podcast. And you get to hear in real time the interviewer's reaction. They have no time to sit back and read the question and formulate an answer. That question is thrown at them and they have to react. 
and you get to hear their reaction, which just totally brings the Mythmaster and his interview style to life. I thoroughly enjoy his interviews. And I enjoyed reading them. But let me tell you, I love listening to him. Oh my God, the man is insane. I tell you, insane. So, yeah, go and check out the interview page. Read the interview with Molly. And then listen to the interview with Molly. Because what you read and what you listen to are two different things. The podcast interview is totally different. Totally different questions than what he asks her in the mild-mannered written part. Okay, so let's go back over here. We're going to go to the art gallery. Do, 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 do. Walk down the hall. Do, do, do. To the art gallery we go. Okay, in the art gallery, we have, again, incredible artwork. I envy these people. I... What's the word I'm looking for? I'm jealous at their ability. <laughs> because seriously, can't draw a stick figure. I can look at something not very detailed and draw it, but the artwork that we have, The Challenge by Boreana, beautiful, love it. And then we have, okay, don't kill me, Christopher, if I pronounce this wrong, Anansi, which is also the cover of our magazine this month by Christopher Harris. And that the detail in that just blows me away. And then we have Cyborg Girl by Ed Bickford. And he's a newcomer. I just love the style of his artwork. He makes it look like a comic book cover from the 60s, 70s. And that's just amazing. And I just, I love Cyborg Girl. I do. And then we have An Ode to the Girl with Balloon by David K. Montoya. And this was done, I do believe, in watercolor. And I thoroughly enjoyed this portrait. We have different styles. Like, you notice there's digital and um, comic book. And this was done with a paintbrush and a canvas and watercolors. And that's not easy to do. None of this is easy to do. And I find something in each piece that's in our art gallery. And then we have Live, Laugh, Love by Randolph R. Lofgren. And again, it's totally different than the other art pieces that you see. Now, you may have noticed if you've gone through that um, my editorial choices were questioned um, in one of our artists' artwork. And I will tell you right now, I will defend every single one of our writers, every single one of our poets, and every single one of our artists. And I will defend my choice to put them into the magazine. Every single piece of work in our magazine is beautiful, is special, is creative in its own way. 
And that's pretty much what um, the comment was. How could you put something so childish? In how could the editor allow something so childish in? I'm going to read you my comment. And it'll explain. It says, I found it beautiful. If someone takes the time, puts brush to canvas, who am I to say it is good or bad? I'm not an art critic, but I enjoyed this piece and all the pieces in our gallery. Art is beautiful to those who choose to see the beauty in it, which I do. It is easy to sit back and critique someone behind the mask of anonymous, but it takes great courage to create something and put it out there for all to see. Who am I to squash that courage when I can't even draw a stick figure? Every piece in our collection is unique and beautiful or provoking in some way. Each medium that an artist works in presents different challenges. And I think the watercolor version of this captured the essence of the original piece and adds something to it. The play of light between the clouds and the patch of blue sky, the gentle bleeding of the heart balloon as any heart that feels, and the simplicity of the child as we are as children, naive in our innocence. That is why I allowed this piece in our gallery. And I guess the person who made the original comment read what I had to say. Again, under the guise of anonymous, they responded and said, you make a good point. Well, thank you. I'm glad you understood my point and you understood what I was trying to convey. I appreciate that. But yes, as the editor, I will advocate and I will defend the choices that I make on the stories and the poems and the art that go into our magazine. And I will defend, if need be, our authors, our poets, and our artists. Why? Because they're my family. We are a family at the world of myth. And I don't just edit something, throw it into, you know, to the publisher, and it gets thrown in the magazine, and that's the end of it. I want to form a relationship with our contributors because they're handing me, I feel personally, this is my, in my feelings, they're handing me a piece of themselves when they submit their work. It's my responsibility to make sure that I take care of that piece, that I show that piece the respect that it deserves. Now, as I've done in the past, if something needs to be worked on or if it needs a little bit more and it's not quite magazine ready, I will send it back and, and give suggestions. I won't change it. I won't tell them how to change it. Or I will tell them where it needs to be edited. But yes, I will defend the contributors to our magazine with everything I have. I will defend their work, just so you know. Okay, now, enough of being serious. So that's our magazine, and then we have our reviews. Um, we have a book review from Jim Small again, and he does review of Yahtzee Croshaw's We'll Save the Galaxy for Food. And I love the fact that he has a wide range of things that he reads. It's not just one specific genre. It's a wide range of things. And he always gives us a really interesting interview. And then we have Jason Bashard. 
our resident movie critic, and his review of Eighth Grade and The Man Who Killed Hitler and Then the Bigfoot. Yeah, that title kind of grabbed my attention. I want to see that. And after his review, I really want to see it. And then in the video game review, Priceless is back with Fallout New Vegas. Woohoo! And then we have David K. Montoya, because I haven't let him go yet. Review of Banksy's Girl with a Balloon. Interpretation. And I love his art reviews. I really do. Because he is very passionate about his reviews. And then we have our commentary from the founder, David K. Montoya himself. So lots of interesting things going on. Lots of exciting things going on. And I am pretty much at the halfway mark. So I think I've dragged this out long enough. I can tell you. I can make you stop waiting for it. Da, 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 da. Open contract challenge is on. Okay, so I am going to give you the rules to this open contract challenge. Bear with me. Rule number one. This contest is offered only to people who have been published in the World of Myth magazine. That's writers, poets, and artists. Does not matter how many times your work has been included in the magazine. Could be once. Could be 70 times. You are eligible. As long as you have appeared in the magazine at least once, you're in. You can enter the contest. You must be. Must be. At least 18 years old to be awarded the grand prize. You must have the rights to your work, both print and electronic rights. Most genres are welcome, excluding what would be considered as pornographic. Keep that nasty stuff to yourself. Or submit it to another magazine that we have. We'll discuss that later. Anyway, works published previously in any copyrighted, copyrighted, Newspaper, magazine, book, or other medium is ineligible, which means we can't take it, don't submit it. Writing for school publication may be entered, and entries must be original. Don't steal somebody else's idea and try and make it your own. Original. Okay, now, entries should be entered through the website, www.com opencontractchallenge.com no later than 11.59 Pacific Standard Time. That's important because there are time zone differences all over the place with the people that contribute. Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. So that is no later than 11.59 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, Tuesday, April 30th, 2019. We will only accept entries in digital format. Don't mail them. Don't smoke signal them. Don't direct message them. Don't Facebook them. Send them to opencontractchallenge.com in digital format. Panels of writers and editors will judge, and the owner of the Jaisalmon Dark Myth Company will select the grand prize winner. And the decision of the judges are final. Submission indicates acceptance of these rules. Now, if you have questions about the Open Contract Challenge, you should email those questions, not to me, don't send them to me, send them to opencontractchallenge at 
jzomon.com. That is O-P-E-N-C-O-N-T-R-A-C-T-C-H-A-L-L-E-N-G-E at J-A-Y-Z-O-M-O-N dot com. Okay, that's it for the official stuff, for the rules. Now, for the contest. Now that you know what you have to do and not do, this is what it's all about. Okay, so only 20 submissions will be selected. Out of all the submissions that we get, 20 of those will be selected. Round one is the pitch. And this is how you end up being in those 20. You want to enter the open contract challenge. You send the judges your pitch for a book. It does not matter. It doesn't matter if it's a novel, a novella, a novelette, a poem book, a comic book, or an art book. Send your pitch to the judges. Please. Okay, so. Only 10 from those 20 will be chosen to move on. Now the quarterfinals. In the quarterfinals, one chapter. You will be asked to send in chapter one of your manuscript. Make sure it has a hook. You want to grab them in that first chapter. Usually you want to grab them in the first couple of paragraphs of that first chapter. So make it good. Only five will go on from there. Then you go to the semifinals, which is your synopsis. Next round, you'll send your synopsis of your manuscript to the judges. Now, make sure that you write a proper synopsis. If you don't know what a synopsis is, or you're not sure of the dynamics of a synopsis, and I will admit, when I had to start writing a synopsis to send out when I had um, publishers asking me for a I did not have a clue what the hell a synopsis was. I was basically writing what you would put on the back of the book. I didn't want to give them, a, give it all away. I didn't want to give, no, you need to write a good synopsis. Google it. Wikipedia it. Get a dictionary. Look up the word. Make sure you know what it is, what it means, what we want. And write a proper synopsis. Send that off. Okay, now two, two will enter the finals. Just two, one, two, that's it, two. When you get to the finals, this is the final last step on your journey. This is for all the marbles, okay? And you will be asked to submit your completed best possible completely written and edited to the best of your abilities product. Whether it's a book of poetry, your manuscript for your novel, novella, novelette, whatever, or your art book. You want to make sure it is completely done, ready to go. So basically, it you'll, they look at it and go, yep, this one wins. Off it goes to the publisher. Or the printer. So make sure if you make it to the finals and you are one of the two, this is where you want your work to completely shine above all the others. You want that all the way through, but if you make it all the way to the finals, polish it, polish it, polish it. I can't stress that enough. So 
those are, that's the contest. Those are the stages of the contest. So, want to know what you get? I'll tell you what you get. Third place will receive 500 US dollar cash prize. Or five, whoa, whoa! Okay, I can hear my, I can hear Dave going, oh my God, oh my God. Not $500, 50, 50, five zero, 50, 50 US cash dollars for third place. First place runner-up will receive an ebook contract for publication through one of our brands. Plus, 100, 100, 100, 100, 100 US dollars cash. And the grand prize winner will receive a contract for an ebook and print publications through the Dark Myth Publication Division, full distribution market circulation, and also will receive 200 US dollars as a cash prize. So that's what you're going for. Third place is $50, 50, five zero. Second place or first runner up is an ebook contract for publication through one of our brands plus 100 US dollars cash and the grand prize is a contract for an ebook and print publication through dark myth publication division full distribution market circulation and $200 cash prize pretty dang good i'd say now submissions submissions open on march 24th at 12 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. Remember that. So if you're not in Pacific Standard Time and you're not sure of the time difference, submit on the 25th. That's what I would do. I'm not because I'm not eligible for the contest because, you know, I'm not. <laughs> but anyway. Um, so, yeah, if you're not sure of the time difference, submit it the next day. But it opens on March 24th, 2019 at 12 a.m. And ah, send it to, let's go back to rules because that's where the email address is. You can submit through www.opencontractchallenge.com. That's where you can send it to me. So. That is our open contract challenge. So sharpen your pens, grease up your keyboards, get those wheels churning or dust off that manuscript that you haven't looked at in a while because you got discouraged and fix it up, clean it up, make your changes, send us your stuff. Who knows? You could win the con the contest. You could have a publishing contract. And let me tell you, those things are not easy to come by. I wish there had been a, co a contest or a challenge like this when I was looking. Let me tell you. I do. But I digress. I have an amazing publisher. And he read my book and he believes in my book. And my editor believes in my book. And I couldn't ask for more than that. So I would like to share that with somebody else. 
and that somebody else could be you. So get on that. So that is our open contract challenge. Need to check for time here because it cuts me off. All right. Okay, we're only at 39 minutes. Awesome. Well, I have talked about everything I want to talk about. What the hell? What do I do now? <laughs> what do I talk about now? So that is our magazine this month. And it is full and it has stuff. You need to go read the stuff. And that is our open contract challenge, which is starting officially on March 24th. So you're probably going to hear me talk about it a couple of more times as we get closer to the day. And then you'll see it posted online as we get closer to the day. And then there will be a big post. So you're not likely to forget that uh, it's coming. (laughs) I won't let you. I won't let you. I promise. I won't let you. So, and it's open for not just American um, writers, but Canadian writers and, and poets and, um, artists. You don't have to be American to be in this open contract challenge. It's international. Well, it is now. (laughs) I know it didn't say that in the rules or anything. Didn't say you had to be a U.S. citizen. So, um, I'm going to err on the side of assuming that you do not have to be an American citizen to be in this contest. Considering a lot of our writers aren't American. We have writers from all over the place. We have artists from all over the place and we have poets from all over the place. So, oh, and I do want to say, I don't know if I've said it. I might've said it. I did say it, but I'm going to say it again. Congratulations to Mark Kodama for his member of the month. I haven't said it because I'm just telling you about the magazine now. Ah. And featured article is Ruana's Dreams by Molly E. Hamilton. So there you go. Check it out. And make sure you read the submission guidelines before you submit. I really appreciate it. Honestly, I do. Oh, and guess what? Where should you submit to if you're going to submit to the World of Myth magazine to be in our March or April or May? or whenever, edition, you submit to Stephanie Barty at theworldofmyth.com. That is, now get a pen, S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B-A-R-D-Y at T-H-E-W-O-R-L-D-O-F-M-Y-T-H dot com. <laughs> I had to think about that. Wow. Okay, so S-T-E-P-H-A-N-I-E-B-A-R-D as in dog, Y, at theworldofmyth.com. And you can submit to um, that, blah, blah, that email address. Yeah, submit to me. Do that. <laughs> We've already gotten some submissions in. And if you're listening to the podcast, yes, I have received them. No, I have not responded to them yet. Or opened them up. Um, took a couple of days off after the release. And then just got a little busy with stuff. So, But I have received them. And I will get to them. Um, 
Sundays are usually my magazine days, but this Sunday I had other priorities and, and things, well not priorities, but other things that I had to do, so next Sunday, uh, maybe, yes, next Sunday I will be taking a look at them, so I have received them. Thank you very much. I appreciate it. I love it when people send me stuff early because I can take my time and spread the work out over the month to the next magazine and I'm not overwhelmed screaming, help me, I quit. <laughs> so, all right. That's Stephanie Barty at The World of Myth. Oh, for crying out loud, I closed it again, dot com. <sighs> going to do something and then I forget what I'm going to go and do because you know I'm old and I close the page and then I don't do it so I'm actually I'm a little sidetracked because today Monday March 4th which is the day this podcast is coming out is a special day for me it's a very special day for me it is my 19th wedding anniversary now, my husband and I have been together 25 years, but we've actually been married, as in, you know, white dress, church service, well, not church service, but ceremony, the whole nine, um, 19 years today. And, yeah, couldn't ask for a better man. I really couldn't. He is an amazing father. He has been an incredible husband. He is supportive. He is understanding. And the way he deals with my mental health issues and our daughter's mental health issues takes it all in stride and keeps his sanity. I tell you, they broke the mold when they made my husband. And no, he does. Well, he does have a brother, but he is in a relationship and he's very happy. So. And he also lives in the Yukon. <laughs> but yeah, it's our 19th wedding anniversary. So honey, if you happen to actually maybe possibly listen to the podcast, he doesn't usually listen to the podcast because he listens to me yap at him all day, <laughs> every day. Anyway, happy anniversary, baby. I love you. So I am at the 46 minute mark and my throat is getting very dry. And I think I'm going to close it out here instead of talking for another 15 minutes and babbling on about nothing. So thank you for tuning in. And don't forget to go and check out the magazine at www.theworldofmyth.com. Vote, comment, let us know you were there. You can comment anonymously, as you can see a lot of people do. But let the artists and the poets and the writers know that you appreciate their work. It means a lot to them. It means a lot to us. It means a lot to me. And don't forget, the open contract challenge starts March 24th at midnight Pacific Standard Time. And the website, there will be a website for it. Check it all out. And get those submissions in for our March magazine and you can send them to stephanie barty at theworldofmyth.com and i will see you and chat with you all next week
Bye bye. The world of Mythbits.